Welcome to Eat, Capture, Share, the podcast for food bloggers and food photographers who want to earn an income doing what they love. My name is Kimberly. I'm your host. Episode 116. Welcome back, everybody, to the Eat, Capture, Share podcast. My name is Kimberly Espinel. I'm a food photographer, food photography teacher. I'm the author of the Amazon bestselling book, Creative Food Photography, and a creative business mentor for food photographers, food bloggers, and food content creators just like you. The idea for today's solo episode came to me because somebody emailed me, and I'll read out in a second what they emailed me, but it got me thinking because that question that they asked in lots of different varieties and forms has been asked of me so many times. I was like, you know what? Let me create an episode so that it answers your question and it's there and you can listen and re-listen as often as you need to. So I'm going to read part of the email and paraphrase a little bit, but essentially it said, I would like to let food be part of my job. I'm working in a different context right now. I think it's time to listen to my needs and dreams. I know that you had a different job before becoming a full-time food photographer and food educator. So my question is, do you have any suggestions for a young girl who's desperately seeking something better on how to transition from a nine-to-five to a creative career? This is such a juicy question, right? I love it. And before I give my short version answer for this mini solo episode, what I will suggest is that you head to the show notes after listening to this. If you feel that you want to dig a little bit deeper, then I suggest listening to my Pathway to Success podcast episode. That's a longer one and I feel digs a little bit deeper in some of the things I highlight here or adds to some of the things that I highlight here. But what I'd like to do in today's podcast episode, because it's a shorty episode, is just really pull out the kind of core things that have helped me get to this point in a in a short, digestible manner. I hope that kind of starts the process for you and anybody who who's in a similar boat and eager to make that transition from nine to five to a full-time creative career. So I would say the very first thing is that I didn't and, and generally, this is how I approach really everything I do is I didn't say one day I will do X. For one, like the phrase one day, I never, I, I hate that phrase because I think one day often just means never, right? So it wasn't like one day I'm going to pursue my heart. It was more like what micro steps can I take? Like how can I break this process down to get to where I need to go? And so for me, the jump from a nine to five to running my own business, running a creative career, doing food photography, that's a really big leap. So I broke it down. So my first part was work and then see if as a side hustle, I can start earning money through my food photography stuff. Like that was step number one. Then step number two, when I had that, I reduced my full-time nine to five to a part-time. Then that meant that I could leverage whatever income source I was getting from my food photography work and earn more so that I could then transition from the part-time to full-time. So I really broke it down in steps and I gave myself deadlines that I found helpful. So that's the very first thing I would really 
be very specific and say, I would love to make the transition from nine to five to doing this full time in X amount of time. What does that mean? What kind of milestones do I need to aim for and look at and make happen? Because it makes it more achievable rather than this one day I'll do this thing that feels like the very top of the mountain, right? Like breaking everything down step by step. I think the second thing, which really actually beautifully connects to the point I've just made, because I had done food photography, teaching food photography, all the things part-time already, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into because there's something, a, a key word in the letter writer's email that kind of set alarm bells ringing as it were. And if you go back, you can hear it. She talks about this being a dream and I always say running your own business, a creative business, doing food photography, all the things I wouldn't say is necessarily better than a nine to five. It is different and it has certain upsides and also certain downsides. There is no stability in terms of what your income is. Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. So a lot of decision making. You need to have good leadership skills. You need to have good marketing skills. You also need to hear no lots and lots of times. There's so much, right? There's so much involved in running your own business that it's really about what's more suited to your needs and to your personality and your strengths. Because I, I don't think running your own business is necessarily the dream for everyone. I think it's right for a certain type of person. So I think by doing it step by step and also by doing it part-time first, I was under no illusion what running the little plantation full-time, what that actually meant. And that was incredibly helpful because I think if I'd made the leap from nine to five straight into this full-time, it would have been a shock to the system because it's nothing like I had envisaged and imagined when I was looking at Beth Kirby's and and what have you's who were quote unquote living the dream. I had something completely different in mind of what it was going to be. And I mean, I love what I do. This is my dream, but it was certainly not what I had in my mind when I was looking from the sidelines at people who were doing this well before I was. So I think that's another thing, like really knowing what you're getting yourself into and being sure that it's actually the right thing for you and where you're at. I think it's probably pretty apparent that I don't script any of my podcast episodes. So I'm really delighted when one point very comfortably and beautifully flows into the next. And the next thing kind of leading on from that is really hard work. And I'm not talking about hustle. I'm not talking about burning out. But I would say that the amount I work at making my creative business a success is a lot. It's it's a lot. I think making it online within a sort of creative capacity does take does take a lot of work. And it, that includes doing the things that maybe you don't enjoy so much. So hard work has and having a really strong work ethic. And one of my key things things that I always try and do is all try and do all the things I don't want to do, like reaching out to a new client or sending that sales email. Like I try to do them at the very start of the day so that I get them out of the way and they are done. But you know, it takes a lot of grit, especially as you're setting up your business to really make it, to stand out, to build an audience, to build a client base and those kind of things. So hard work is key and has really, really helped me get to where I am now. 
And another little thread, <laughs> hard work to the next point, point four, I think it's point four, is consistency. So I think what I notice sometimes happens when, you know, people are like, oh my God, I've posted on Instagram every single day for the last month and it's still not happened. And it's like, you know, that's amazing that you did that every single day, but a month really isn't enough. I, I think whatever rhythm you set up, that's really the rhythm you stick to for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, like there has to be some consistency over a long span of time. So I think the fact that I've been doing this now for nine years, I think it's nine years, that really helps. Eventually, if you do something and you do it well, you do it consistently and you do it over a long period of time, you will find some level of success. It's impossible that won't happen to you, but it takes patience, right? Consistency and patience and being realistic. And that makes me think of something. I saw this little meme. I'm going to read it to you because not only did it make me laugh, but I felt that it was really applicable to food photography too. It says, I don't always diet and exercise, but when I do, I expect the results to be instant, dramatic, and spectacular. And it's kind of like that with a food photography business as well. Like I do notice that some people sometimes have unrealistic expectations and how quick their success should come about. And it really does take consistency, patience and that consistency over a long period of time to notice something. I think the other thing is I have really invested in my learning and what that did, it really did two things. One, it just allowed me to get so much better at what I do so much quicker and it's kind of like jumping over hurdles with kind of a rocket on, you know, it just really helps progress things so much faster. And it also gave me a better understanding of spending money on myself and in my business, because it's really hard to grow anything if you're not prepare to save for it, make wise investments, understand where you need to invest and what time like that is part and parcel of growing it. So it could be like spending money on Facebook ads or on new gear or on somebody who helps you with your emails. Like it's really hard to grow your business to something sustainable and successful in, in parentheses, if you're not able and willing and understand where and when and how to make a financial investment. Because to grow something, you need to invest in that business growth in some way. The very final point I'd like to make, and there's so many more I could mention, right? But if I really distill things down that I can see really help me move from a nine to five into a food photography career that was financially viable, I think really understanding what works, where the market is, what is demanded of a food photographer, an educator, a podcaster, what works on Instagram, like really understanding that looking at my stats, looking at what people respond to, looking at what blog posts get it, get hit, what emails are open most and, and like really digging into the data and then combining that with what feels good to me. So I don't only want to do what's popular. There has to be that and something that brings me joy and that kind of perfect balance because if I'm only doing things that are popular but it doesn't like bring me joy I'm it's I'm gonna turn my dream job into a total nightmare and vice versa if I only do something that I love but there's not an audience for it that's not where the market is that's not where trends are then 
you know, I run the risk of creating things that aren't going to sell, aren't going to find an audience. And so I really want to try and have a business hat on and a creative hat all at the same time and find that happy medium that makes my audience happy and that also allows me to run the business that I want. And actually, I'm going to bring in a a final bonus one. (laughs) The very last one is that from a very early point in my creative business, I realized that just being creative and just focusing on my craft as a food photographer and as an educator, then that was not going to get me even close to where I wanted to go. So I invested in a business coach, I would say year two of my business and really, really tried to master sales, marketing, sales copy, SEO, like all those kind of more businessy side of the equation of running a food photography business, a creative business. I really tried to master that. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I think understanding from a very early point that it's not just about your camera. It's not just about color theory understanding. It's not just about creating cute photos that's one third of the equation. And then you have the big beast, which is the business side and understanding that you need to understand business lingo the same way that you do ISO and Shuttersweet. That has been key. Right. That's it. So as I mentioned before, I will link to the pathway to success podcast episode because I feel this was like a shorty episode that really focused on the tangible tactical practical things but the pathway to success really expands on that and digs a little bit deeper and more of the mindset stuff so those together I hope will help you not say one day but say a specific date on which you're going to make it happen if it is the right path for you If you're running a food photography or food content creation business and you know that you would love support from a mentor to take the next step forward, be sure to head to the show notes and from there, check out the Fearless Focus program. If it sounds of interest to you, be sure to join the waiting list as we will relaunch this in the autumn. I will be back same time, same place in about two weeks time with an interview-based episode and cannot wait to connect with you then. Before I leave you, I wanted to say thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I also wanted to let you know that this podcast was brought to you by my Eat, Capture, Share newsletter community, and I'd love for you to join. I will pop the details on how you can join my creative community in the show notes, so do go and check it out. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, it means so much if you can rate, review, and subscribe. All those things will help the podcast to grow and to reach the right audience. And yeah, you'd kind of make my day. All right. See you soon. Take care. Bye.